This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Another one. Be the best. I'm out. I, you know, with Hitler, the more I learn about that guy, the more I don't care for him. Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a color man. You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. The weather is perfect, the field is fast at the Rose Bowl for tonight's ball game. Well, fellas, I uh, don't know about you guys, but it was yesterday's win over Arizona was one of those games where you just kind of walk away not knowing exactly how to feel. And looking at Jaden Delora throwing for 400 yards at four touchdowns and having only nine incompletions, and I think at least three of them were drops from nice throws. Our defense really struggled. Our offense uh, obviously put up 49, so you, I know we have some minor complaints we're going to go over, but, uh, you know, we're 5-2, and two, and uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? What did you think coming away from that one? Better to be five and two and have warts than two and five and have warts. Um, so we'll we'll get to the complaints. I <laughs> man, we'll call uh, it complaint corner. Yeah, I'll just say I, part I'm, of the I'm, show. I, I'll just say I got, better to be five and two and and uh, still looked at as shitty by the lunatic friends than being two and five and looked at as shitty by the lunatic fringe. So uh, we were, what, two and four? So we were two and four at, you know, I think then we went four and four. Uh, we won two in a row with with uh, Jimmy Noballs last year. But, I mean, two and four last year, huh. you know, five and two feels a lot better than, you know, than uh, – after seven games last year, I'll, I'll, I'm trying to keep it positive for the first few minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and before we get to Wooly, I'll just I'll just throw in there though that I was thinking about this because somebody was posting on Hardcore Husky off the top of my head. I don't remember who it was, but they were saying uh, maybe it was Baseman among others. But he said we're five and two, and it's like we're yeah. five and two, and you know you are what your record says you are. But it's like if we had a if we had a more difficult schedule to this point, are we five and two, you know, or are we three and four or two and five, you know? Um, and, you know, so, but I don't want, you know, you still, they've won five of seven. I mean, you can't, you can't just completely take that away, but if we're just trying to analyze this team for what it really is, it's one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, it's like no Arizona gets a first down on our 38 yard line, and then my mind's kind of going, okay. So after they score a touchdown, what are we going to run when we get the ball back? You know, I don't even think can we hold them. 
I got some things though. I got some things um, uh, to uh, point out here. Hold on, hold on. Uh, so, what what do you think uh, Arizona's third down rate was yesterday? Um, and I and I am look. I do have ESPN thing in front of me, but I'm turning away, and I don't know. Um, <laughs> Four for eleven. I know you and I look. I, I say it again. Look, I'm not. I, I four for eleven. I'm. I'm not giving the defense any bouquets. I was gonna guess. I just. I, I was just gonna saw guess that number like and it, it was mind blowing. I saw that number. I was. I. I was fucking blown away. But they were. Uh, they were four for eleven. But they only punted three times, and they were they one had a for couple two of drops. on fourth downs. Yeah. I just, yeah, I was I, I was I was mind blown after seeing it. Um, and as Wooly would probably point out, they most of the conversions came from Delora uh, evading about three tacklers that didn't even touch him, and then running for twelve yards and getting the first down. So yeah, yeah that was, I've, I've got it. I've painful. got it to where it's it's like three. It, well, if I want to say three three players could could go away and be replaced, but literally, it, you know, if you had to pick if you had to pick one, I mean, uh, our uh, our friend Becky London ha- has to like <laughs> couch has got to be couch has got to be put on the lawn and put with a free sign. I mean, it's got. Got to go. We, we don't have anybody. We don't have anybody better than that. I mean, that is who that is who they're attacking every single time. You see some kind of play, you know, where they need a, a third and six, and they you're going after Perryman. And number, yeah, and per, Perryman's Perryman's a major disappointment. Cam Bright, major disappointment. Major disappointment. I mean, can it, it does Bruner just not practice hard or something? I don't. No, I, I don't get it for what? a reason. I'm what, sorry what to do this. They? I'll just say later. Later on, you can have Joey Dangerously, <laughs> Mount Rushmore of all disappointing team players or something. God. Oh, come on, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, it goes back to what we talked about last week. You know, when you're when you're shopping in the when you're shopping in the portal, you know, it's like you're shopping at the dollar store. You know, don't don't expect to get any sort of quality, you know, <laughs> quality goods. You know, at Dollar Washington. General. Yeah, at, at Washington. Washington. I mean, Oregon <laughs> took a transfer from Colorado, and he's now projected to be like a first-round pick at corner. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. I mean, all the top – like, I, I put on the board, like, all the running backs in the conference. It's like Charbonnet, Voliday, uh, Travis – the dreaded Travis Dittai, uh are like Oregon's guys. They're like all transfers in Washington just didn't get the right guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to – 
uh, we don't need to go too deep into that. I mean, but you can finish your uh, <laughs> your, your your quick pivot to negativity. <laughs> well, okay, another uh, another little little nugget for you guys. Um, <clears throat> do you know off the top of your head who led the team in tackles yesterday? Well, the problem is I have the thing in front of me, but <laughs> so I won't spoil it for Wooly. <laughs> <laughs> who led the team in tackles? Yeah. I would have it was either Asa Turner or uh Tamfab. No. Nope. Becky London. Nope. Nope. Uh oh, well, Jer- like Jeremiah Martin. Yeah, I know he's uh he's to me he's definitely the best player in the defense this year. Uh maybe maybe Tooley. Uh pretty crazy. It's either Tooley or yeah, it's either Tooley or Martin. Uh yeah. Yeah, I mean Tooley's taking up double teams, you know. I noticed that plenty of times yesterday. But uh so Here's the thing about Perryman. Okay, yeah, he's getting he's getting beat, he's getting picked on. You know, he has eight tackles. You go all the way down. Okay, Cam Bright is the the leader of the linebackers yesterday as far as tackles. He had three. That's three. a great point. And then Mole had two. Mole was in there a lot yesterday. And for, and only having two tackles. Sad. Two Patalas, <laughs> two tackles. Sad. Uh, so, on to uh, uh, Cam Fab. All right? Every time, you know, they're playing, like, they're playing way too much man-to-man defense for players who are recruited and practice, you know, over the course of, a you know, two to three years, practice mainly a zone defense. They're playing so much man with zone players. Uh, you know, it's part. It's part. The the players suck right now, and the team sucks right now. I, I yes. I'm, I'm not going to put it fully on the coaches. Players suck. There looks like it looks like effort. There's effort. There's poor tackling. It sucks. Anyways, Cam Fab two tackles. So of all the plays. Of all the players where you th- you see a pass and a guy is trailing, and but the receiver gets out of bounds or somebody else makes a tackle, I mean two tackles, they're they're running they're running and blitzing off the edge multiple times yesterday and he's fucking whipping people. He can't get one tackle, coming you know knifing in off the edge, and he's unblocked. They should they should uh they should kick Cam Williams off the team for wanting a red shirt. <laughs> that bothered me. Unless there's some detail we don't know, that bothered me. Probably is and I shouldn't say it if if there is some personal details, but but seriously, we 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 don't have anything better than Cam Fab right now. That's that's pretty alarming. That's that's really alarming right now. And I saw somebody on the boards this morning, I don't remember who it was, but they were chalking up uh, Cal as an automatic win. I was like, nobody's automatic with our defense. Nobody. No, but and their, their quarterback isn't as mobile as, you know, the other quarterbacks we've been playing. So, so? thankfully. 
I know, I know, I know, I know. But, but there's if you if you watch the if you watch you know watch it you know closely there there is pass rush and there is pressure. It's just, oh yeah, Delora gets out and we have nobody on the second level that that I mean they they just look unathletic when trying to break down and you know break down and force a guy inside. Uh, Man, it's gross. One thing I was wrong about, or or maybe I was right about, but I was wrong in terms of what I was anticipating, but it's like the first four games, it just seemed like our defense was like 1% better each week. It wasn't like a huge jump, but it's just like you could just see more cohesion, more, you know, more pressure, sounder fundamentals. And then it gets UCLA, it all went out the window. And then it's just now we're just like we're just like spiraling out of control now. Yeah. And and I and yeah, I guess I, mean, I, I never I never expected us to be a good defense, but after the first few games I was like, We we seems like we got real competent people coaching us. These kids aren't great, but you know, if they just keep getting a little bit better each week. There's no reason we can't get to that nine and three I predicted, or nine and four, or whatever. And uh, then the wheels just came off the wagon. So, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. After all this, after all this, we're five and two. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty remarkable. It it, it really well, is. I mean, that, that's again that's the benefit of a good offense. You beat Kent State. Portland State, a shitty Stanford team, a shitty Arizona team, and Michigan State, which is three and four, you you could basically call them shitty. So do we have a quality win? When 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 you look back and the dust is settling? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> so it's like not even close to quality quality win. I mean Stanford right now probably Beating Stanford by 12, where they beat Stanford by, is probably their best win, uh, or most likely, which is yeah. not saying much. Because, I mean, Stanford really should be 3-3. Three and three. Uh, They just lost that on that mi- miracle against Oregon State. I mean, to inject some positivity, my positivity is that, like, against bad teams, the passing game is pretty – the passing game and the passing protection is pretty unstoppable. I mean, especially – being there in person, it was pretty, it's pretty insane uh, to just watch Penix stand, stand back there for like eight seconds, not have to move until you could like find one of the like find a guy open. I mean, and again, against UCLA, to a lesser extent ASU, I mean, that wasn't the case. But I mean, I think when they play bad teams, they're like their passing game is going to be unstoppable. Uh, that that's just what it is. I mean. I, I would have to wonder rain and wind. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Too. And at at home, I mean, because they do the thing of. I wonder if DeBoer uh, didn't kind of factor us in. I guess, I mean, I, and I guess he coached Indiana, where crowd noise is a factor. But like, they change so many plays. Uh, it seems like they they change so many plays at the snap that I wonder if that really fucks them up on the road, even if it was. Uh, Hmm. Even if it was, even if it was like you know UCLA where they were fucking piping in noise, which is bullshit and uh, should be illegal, uh, and ASU who like 
that could change a lot with them. I just feel like at home they're going to be a lot different because they can change play so easily. But, I, I mean, when they play at Oregon or, like, Good the point. Apple Cup, I don't know what the – like, maybe DePoor, he got so used to playing in games that weren't loud, he doesn't think, like, oh, shit, yeah, like, half your games are going to be on the road and you can't really change plays at the – you can't put so much on changing plays at the line of scrimmage. Uh, so it's very interesting to me. And that's really obvious when you're in the stadium, too, especially in a not – not filled stadium where you're like, Jesus, he's been under center for like 30 seconds now. <laughs> you're like, like people who don't watch the Huskies, they're like, who I'm with, are like, what are they doing? Like, that's just what they do. <laughs> so uh, I think with that at home, they're going to, I mean, unless they're playing really good defenses, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be a really uh, a, a tough team to stop. But, you know, at the same time, I was saying like, I wonder if they have analytics of like, at what point it's better for them to just kick on sides every single time uh, once they score? Because you're like, well, obviously you're going to give up touchdowns, but are you give, and you're giving up a lot of field position, but are you giving that up anyways? And slash, like, you know, what percentage of times will you recover the onside kick? I mean, this isn't a real thing, but, like, it has to be the, like, analytics of that have to be, like, make you almost wonder if – hypothetically, you would want an onside kick every play if the defense is so bad. Uh, and it's just, as you said, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. And I, it's like our personal thing. I think me and you know, we have just the hatred of having to watch for so many years teams just with average mobile quarterbacks. If they could throw just a little bit, it's just poison. That was, that was the worst I've maybe ever seen. I mean, of the 39 points they had, like – it, more than half of them had to strictly be, if not more, just because they couldn't they couldn't contain a guy to get out of the pocket, and it was simple as that. They had no answer. Uh, I mean, as bad as the DBs were, their receivers. I mean, there's no way a receiver's not going to get open if a guy can run like that uh, and just and you know run downfield. So that's my positivity. Is you know, the passing game against bad teams is going to be pretty. It's fun to watch, and it's going to be impossible to stop especially at home, but how many games is that going to win you and what are they going to do on the road? Yeah, and do you guys remember from the New Heisel years, uh, it was on defense and not on offense, but our defense would wait to see what offensive personnel the other team had out and we'd run our defense onto the field and we'd often be like still lining up when they'd snap the ball. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about not being able to get defensive play called in time. I think, you know, my Twitter guy was saying that. I mean, it's just across the board. With the defense, it's just across the board. There's not a lot of talent. I don't really like the scheme. I think the scheme I've been talking all season with the, like, weird two linebackers who don't seem to – the linebackers who disappear once the ball snapped, it's like they don't – they're never in the backfield, but they're also never making plays in coverage. I don't know where they go. Uh, at the same time, the flats are wide open, and so are so is the middle for a quarterback to run. I just I have no idea what's going on. Uh, and then, at the same same time, on top of it, it just looks like the effort. I mean, I I could probably go a long way. I I, I have a long. I'm already going long here, but I have a long thing to talk about the atmosphere at the stadium and with the teams on the sidelines. You know, I could go into since I was at the game, but I, I don't want to kind of, I don't want to jump into that now uh, since we're kind of going. Let's back come and back forth. to that though. Yeah, yeah, but I, I definitely, I definitely want to hear that. 
Yeah. Because I, I don't know fully what you're going to say, so I would like to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, now I, I'm going to I'm going to bring up a new topic, but Joey, I sense you might wanted to add something there. Were you going to say something? Uh, no, no. I think I, I think I got oh, most okay. of my anger out on the on the. <laughs> well, we haven't got to so the far. office the part where you're gonna where you were so pissed off yesterday, but. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a. We'll get to that in just a second, but there's one thing that I really felt strongly about yesterday. It's kind of like, and I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I don't mean this personally, but I've just kind of had enough of watching Wayne Tolopapa uh, run the ball and being put out in space and running like he has cement in his shoes and not being able to juke anybody and just falling down on contact and um, unless we absolutely have to have him in there for like pass protection uh, situations or something. Um, I really prefer that we have a, a quicker, swifter back if we're going to pull guys out of the uh, backfield as a as a safety valve for Penix to throw to or running wide. Um, and, you know, I just uh, – <laughs> I, I threw a mini tantrum, you almost want to say, when, when Telepapa tried to, like, run wide like he thinks he's uh, – uh, Barry Sanders or something, and he ended up with about a 10-yard loss or an 8-yard loss, and it's like somebody with his experience and and just knowing what you're capable of, he's not some arrogant freshman. He's been around a long time. There was no chance in hell he was going to get around the corner on that. And uh, if wow. I recall correctly, it almost I think it put us at a field goal range at that point. Not that that matters with DeBoer, but which is another kind of uh, subject that's getting to be a little bit sore with me. But um, uh, anyways, what what are your guys' thoughts? Because I just kind of feel like it's time for Talapapa to uh, be second string now. Uh, it kind of appears there's a reason we keep seeing Sam Adams now. I mean, Six he got carries a lot, yesterday. He got a lot, yeah. yeah, he got a lot more run. Uh, yeah, Talapapa's... Well, I'll get to I'll get to the worst play of the season that topped <laughs> Talapapa's <laughs> fall fall flat on his face. You know, it's, it's, you, didn't he yeah. fall again? Didn't he fall again yesterday? He fell again. He he like just fell on his face again yesterday. But yeah, this uh, he he can't break a tackle. Can't can't break a tackle. Get they they throw a throw a pass to him out and you know out in the open space and he can't make a guy he can't make one guy miss. You know I was watching it I was watching it with my friend yesterday and he's <laughs> just I mean the half the game we were we're up by eighteen points we're we're yelling at Delapapa. <laughs> Yeah, it's the nature of the beast. (laughs) (laughs) Yelling at Talapapa, but you know, uh, you want to know if we if we have somebody you know that's better off in space. Like you can watch you can watch Cam Davis, and there's you can see him on you know. There's a couple runs where you're like. You know, we have something there. Maybe he's not a guy catching out of the backfield, but, you know, we have something there. And then you get to third quarter, the second drive of the second half for the Huskies. 
<laughs> and Can Canada Dog uh, shouted to him. He predicted what I was going to yell about on the on the <laughs> yeah. uh, on the thread. Um, so the ball snapped at 10:42. Uh, 10:42 left in the third quarter. You know which play I'm talking about? The handoff to Cam Davis. Yep. There is there is a a hole uh, big enough that. Um, I can drive my F-150 through and probably score a touchdown, you know, with a little shiftiness in the open field. He runs directly into the guy that Fautanu has blocked clear out of the play. He runs directly into him. And I think Fautanu, like, he turns around and he sees that, like, the guy he's blocking makes the tackle. And he's not even like it looks like he's not even mad or upset. Like he 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 kind of like he kind of like makes this motion like, oh shit, my guy made the tackle. But I think he kind of looks around like, why would my guy make the tackle here? Like it, it is it is the it, it's the worst offensive play of the season. It tops all the fourth and one plays. But we uh, we ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive. But seriously, that that's our running backs right now. I, I'm not even, I'm not blaming the line on these on these short yardage. I'm blaming the play callers and the running backs on these short yardage situations. They can line up. They can line up and just go. We're not even, we're not going to go power. We're not going to trap. We're going to go. We're going to go straight ahead blocking, and they can get a. a I, I'm confident they can get a yard. They're getting too fucking cute, and the running backs suck right now. That's okay, I Ben. I think it was I think it was Wooly. It might have been somebody else, but I think it was Wooly that said this, either in text or on the boards. But it, it was it was like, what was, why can't we just throw a short pass when it's third and one or fourth and one? Why does everything need to be? It, 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 every yeah. time we line up, it's just you know it's 99% we're going to try to run up the middle. And it's like, why? well, not always up the middle. Sometimes we'll run a little stupid little option or something. But uh, why, do you, why, do you, no, uh, why do you paint yourself again, into a corner by play. taking away – you take away the, the – if you're making it a certainty that you're going to run in the defensive mind, you take away your strongest asset, which is throwing the football. Well, they have that. They had that uh, that you know that pitch right where they they did the pitch out wide, but they're they're faking it like they're going to run, you know, like they're going to run right. off tackle or okay. But the running back doesn't even fake like he's going to you know go one way and take the handoff. Right. He just he just starts running outside, and then Penix like fakes like he's going to hand it off, there's no one to fake to hand off to. So it's obvious where the play was going. Plus, meanwhile, the, the other, defense has another second to penetrate. Yes. That, and then the other play was uh, that the other play. So that, that I don't I, – I would put that on – I mean, the bad play call, too, you know, because we're – we're having we're having some luck on quarterback sneaks, but that's bad play call and bad execution because there's no way they draw it up where oh yeah the running back you're just gonna run you're just gonna run out you're not gonna fake in like you know like it's a counter pitch 
you're not going to fake. You're not even going to take one step inside to uh, mislead the defense. So right. that that's got to be bad execution, okay? And then there's that other play where it was like a you know it was like the option where Penix is is uh, running out wide. You know they do it they do it again to the short side of the field with a left-handed quarterback running to his right, so he can't even like throw it anywhere. You know he'd have to you know turn his body and throw across his body. Right. I, it's just bad. That was a bad play call. And then when things, (laughs) Uh, go ahead, Willie. Yeah, I don't know what how many text groups that I've sent it to have just like have they ever thrown on on short distance like all season, especially fourth. I don't get it. You know, being such a good, I get that. You know, at first they're kind of like maybe they're catching teams off guard by running, but like at this point, it, it really feels like. Uh, the defense, if you did like a play action on fourth and one, based on the tape, every defensive play, and they would just all sell out to the run and you'd throw it over the top. I mean, that's why I put maybe they're just, you know, especially in games like these where maybe they think they can just win. They don't want to, they want to save some stuff, but maybe they're saving, maybe they're saving plays for, for Oregon and Washington State in those situations because I don't get it. it. The success rate is so low. And they're so good at passing the ball. And at this point, it's so set up to work where uh, I would have to assume the defense wouldn't know, has no tape of whatever plays they have in short yardage passing. I just, I don't get it. But a little play action rollout, you release the tight end and, and maybe have uh, O'Dunsey, uh, you know, running a post just to, you know, and Penix can glance at him to see if he's way wide open and otherwise you go to the tight end or whatever and, yeah, it just spring, seems like yeah. it would be. Uh, yeah, your that seems tailor made. <laughs> and the strengths of your team are Penix, uh, Dunstan, McMillan in the pass in the pass blocking. So you're that's going off of what you do best, and even in Westover, I feel like too of like in that short yard situation, he does pretty good mm-hmm. in those plays. Uh, I don't get what. <laughs> I don't get why they're banking on in these important situations what they can't do well, which is run up the middle and their running backs. I mean, just piling on to the running back thing, I can't remember who I was talking to or listening to people talking about. The holes that I've seen for the running backs this year are, like, the biggest I can ever remember. I feel like it's watching, like, the Chip Kelly Oregon teams where, like, all of a sudden, like, how – holy shit, there's, like, uh, five feet, like – uh, on each side of this running back when he comes through the line. <laughs> they just don't get they get they get a gain but they get like nine yards and you're like, What the fuck? Like, uh h- how are you not getting how are you not ever breaking that many big runs? It's just uh I just have to assume that the running backs just are not they're not very talented. Uh Tala Papa is fine, but he should be like a third he should be like a third back who like you know, pass blocks and gets a few carries a game. Like, you know, if you really, really need a guy who can maybe get two yards or something, like it's just, I think, and I think they're searching for answers. And I think that's why you're seeing Sam Adams. Yes. You're just like, I yes. don't know. We get, we got the, we have guys. Let's, let's try them. I think that's, it's never a great, a great sign, but I think, I definitely think that's what they're doing. I think they're just trying to be like, I don't know, throw a guy out there. Maybe he's a gamer and can make and he can play. So, because I, I'm sure they know Talapapa is not the answer. 
Well, yeah, uh, no, no question. We're, we're like, I think it was about two games ago. I was wondering, uh, you know, why not, why not give Adams more of a chance? And, and, you know, and he had six carries yesterday and two catches, including a touchdown. So, um, he's probably the future. Um, and one thing I'll say too is that uh, Joey's made multiple comments about Culp being like a vaudeville act where he's just so clumsy out there. And <laughs> but West Westover has some of that in him too. And by the way, I think both of them have a value. They they both bring something to the table. Um, but West Westover like he'll catch it and then he kind of gets uh, you know hit or nudged or whatever and then he starts to tumble and fall and then he's always reaching forward to try to get that extra yard but he's already falling and um so there's there's a, really kind good. of a but but I, I but when either of them are being thrown to I'm not covering my eyes I mean it's you know they they both have a value but what were you going to say <laughs> Westover is very skilled at falling down 1 yard before the sticks yeah, so it feels like it feels like every time he makes a catch, it's a good play. I feel like it's always like second and ten, but he always gets fucking nine yards, and you're like, God damn it! Like, just come on, yeah. man, get that last, get that last yard, because uh, you know, you know, well, damn well that they're not going to get third and one in the fucking <laughs> snake pit. But yeah, he always. Why couldn't he, he leave it third and seven? Yeah, yeah he He'd does more... what he does well. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be more irritating. He'd be more irritating if, you know, the other tight end um, it caught the ball every time he, you know, was thrown to. But, but see, Devin Culp is such a he's such a dick tease. You know, he's got open he's got open field. You know, for a ten to twelve yard game, he fucking and he fucking drops it. <laughs> like yesterday he would. He would have had a good. He would have had a good gain, uh, and then he dropped it. You know, on that uh, on that flat pattern he was running. I can't remember which quarter it was, but I just you know I call him the vaudevillian act because it's like he's you know he's being self-deprecating on purpose, and I laugh at him every time. That's why he's he's like this one-man vaudevillian show, you know. <laughs> But it's not oh, the, the weird thing though is that he's not there's a clumsiness to him, but he's also athletic. It's weird. That's why I call him a dick tease because <laughs> like you could be you could be so much more than what you are. So, so, I, I mean, I think one thing. Just specifically about the game, it, it's felt like it's been kind of weird. It's been a lot of these same games where I think Michigan State, even like Kent State, Stanford, Arizona, we are like they felt in control the whole time. They got up by like two or three scores, and you're like, okay, this game's over. But then, <laughs> then they just kept letting the other team make. It's one of those things where like, okay, if the other team goes out and fumbles or throws a pick, uh, like the game is over, but the other team always comes right back and scores a touchdown. And that's why having that, that shitty defense is just so painful. Because, like, each one of those games were, like, there was moments where you're like, this is over. And also on top of being over, like, they're gonna, they could win by, by 40. A good team is going to win that game by 40 because they're going to, like, punch. They're going to, like, you know, put the other team under where it's like and, – and I noticed this on the sideline – 
because I'm behind the Arizona sideline. Like, Arizona got the ball back when it was like, I think it was like 40 to 24 or something. Like, it was like pretty, being pretty over. And they got like a couple of plays, and suddenly they were just like jacked up. And I'm like, why, why are you guys jacked up? Like, aren't, like, I don't watch all of their games, but I'm like, God, I feel like I fucking watch teams like that all the time in the Pac 12. And once they get down by like 17 or 14, it's over. But, you know, against Washington, suddenly they're they're just all fired up to get back in it. And it's on Washington for letting them back in. Like, the energy was terrible once Arizona, I think, cut like 10 and then cut it to three. It was just – they got lucky that they – you know, not lucky. I mean, they made plays, but it was very close to, like, for a second there, it was like they're not – they might not only lose this game. They might lose by, like, 13 points uh, if, like, something goes wrong. Like, again, like, on the other side, it's like, Washington fumbled the kickoff or like somebody drops it like as they throw an interception like it was like they were that way or one play away from not only losing but losing by like double digits to fucking Arizona after after being up by like 18 four minutes before so I mean there's a yes. weird energy the weird energy in the conference it just feels like that's never going to go away I just feel like maybe teams I feel like programs which makes no sense because I feel like these programs you know these kids were like are so young. I don't know how what they even think of Washington. I don't know why they would be they would really care to beat them unless you know they were into they were into the pro watching football five years ago and they really latched onto that. But it's it, there's this weird well, energy that seems yeah. They're in warm ups and they just pause for a moment. And they look up at our facade yeah. there on the uh, and they yeah. see the 1960 national champions, <laughs> 1984 national yeah. champions. 1991 national champions. <laughs> I mean, just maybe 20, 20, 2016 participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think Newheisel even said on one of his, he does like a ton of radio <laughs> interviews locally, but he said on one of them that, uh, you know, he kind of said it in passing, and nobody followed it up. Uh, due to uh, poor modern journalism. That's a story for another day. Uh, nobody <laughs> followed up with the question. He he said, like, you know, uh, you know, teams get up for teams get up for the Huskies. You know, it's a big deal to play the Huskies. You know, he said it kind of a, you know, kind of a little aside, you know, and, and I was like, uh, yes, see, somebody does get it. There's, these teams, like, they get they get like like Willie Duke texted us, you know. All of a sudden, Arizona's greased up to play the Huskies or something, and it's like, yeah, they're down eighteen. They're down eighteen. If they were playing USC, they'd be mailing it. They'd be fucking mailing it in right now. But they're but they're playing Washington, and they're all of a sudden they're like they're jacked up, you know. Hey, we're only down by eighteen, guys, and it's midway through the fourth quarter, you know. It, it's weird. It, it's a weird phenomenon I've never been able to grasp. And, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got more to add when we get to the questions from the thread. And then we well, find out that uh, Asa Turner actually stole uh, Jada Delora's girlfriend uh, two years ago or something. <laughs> and then, <it's>, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and so we, DTR's girlfriend. <laughs> and DTR. <laughs> Hey, I, I I can't remember if I put it on the board yet, but I, I did want to say I mean we we were dead wrong when we said 
Bakhtiar was going to have a bad game against Utah, uh, that would be the script because he was pretty phenomenal against Utah. They won mm-hmm. easily. But I'm doubling yep. down now against fucking Oregon. My prediction is, like, at the kickoff, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, Jordan Thompson-Robinson is not playing today. <laughs> Since you're, are you going to be terrible against Oregon? So I'm, I'm tripling down. Because uh, now when you really actually want him to be good and win, he's going to fucking suck or, like, he's going to have some mysterious injury. But then he's going to be back the game, like, the game after against, like, uh, ASU or someone shitty, and then he's going to be good again. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think before, since we're kind of running on time, I do want to get in. Uh, you know the the at the game atmosphere and how that I mean it was pretty nightmarish because like over half the stadium was inside watching the Mariners game uh, right when Arizona right when Arizona was mounting that comeback I mean it had to feel pretty weird as like a Husky player because like all of a sudden sixty percent of the stands were gone and people were literally in the tarmac like the tarmac was packed at every concession stand with people watching the Mariners not paying attention to what was going on in the field. And all of a sudden you were like, Arizona was rallying. You're like, oh, and the energy just went out of the stadium. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like, now they're going to lose. Like, it's just going to be so degrading because they're going to be like, if you're on that team, you're like, people weren't even watching. They were like watching a, a Mariners game. And I have to assume, because it was an amazing day. The weather was perfect. Uh, the most insane fans I've ever had in my entire life at Husky Stadium for, were all from Ketchikan and they were behind me. Uh, they were, uh, but the stadium was pretty empty. I have to imagine a lot of people maybe either were going to the Mariners game, just wanted to watch the Mariners game, uh, wanted to do something outside with the weather. And then on top of that, people who went to the game just watched the Mariners game once it started to get down into the ninth inning and extra innings. It was weird. It, I, I can only imagine that the atmosphere was comparable like the 2019 Cal game, which I wasn't at, weird, 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 strange atmospheres. Yeah, I'll never forget that 2019 Cal game. I'm I'm hearing a, I'm I'm hearing a, there's a, there's a tweet from UW Leah that says that Cats was playing at the McCaw Hall. Oh! It was a big, oh, wait, 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 actually, I, there's nudity in that one, isn't there? Uh, okay, I don't I, fucking know. <laughs> I do want to get it out there uh, because I don't know if you knew this if you weren't at the game, but again, when Arizona's mining this comeback, they put the fucking Mariners game on the big screen. And, like, obviously that was nice and convenient for, like, a fan like me or someone who is interested in both. But if I'm a fucking player, I would be fucking yeah. irate. Like, I'm like, I'm fucking yeah. here playing, trying not to blow this game. Why am I supposed to... You know, it's got to uh, be distracting for for a player. Yeah, too. yeah, and just degrading. I mean, you're like, I, fuck. Do, yeah. I, do I guess I don't matter? I mean, like, obviously, I'm sure a player has the you know context to know that, like, yeah, obviously this is what it is. But it can't make you feel good while you're out there, where you're like, people aren't watching you; they're watching especially on the defense. Big screen. Yeah, and you just can't do that. I mean, yeah, obvious. Uh, like. People have their cell phones, you know, the comp, comp the, the tarmac and stuff like that. You can't do that. Yeah, that that was just. Pre- I thought that was fucking terrible. It was a terrible idea to do. That's my that's my end of the atmosphere. My atmosphere. It was <laughs> bizarre, strange. Uh, it looked like no one had any interest whatsoever of, you know, getting back at Delora at all. 
Uh, it just felt like because they sacked him a few times, and they, I guess they, they did finally hurt him. I think Kunufi <laughs> did. It was nice. Kunufi did knock him out of the game on that last sack, uh, but you know it didn't seem like anyone really cared uh, about that. Which again, does he even care? So who fucking cares? Well, Willie. <laughs> What? You know, uh, if if you call this the revenge game and the guy you're going against throws for 400 yards and four touchdowns <laughs> on your field, I don't yeah. know that you can have a rocky kind of finish, you know? <laughs> they knocked him out. They knocked him out of the fucking game. I mean, uh, yeah. The Take defense, that. A defense, you know? Yeah, a D-tackle from Utah, who I do think is one of the hotheads on the team. I think uh, Tanufi and the, the late – Quap Ahopa, who I believe is going to be gone, uh, never coming back. We're, we're the two guys who I think have always been mentioned as like the guys who are going to get in fights. So maybe he, uh, maybe he did have some, maybe he did have some, uh, he did have a little extra for for Delora. But yeah, I don't think it, like that was another kind of element of uh, I, don't, I don't think they even really fucking cared, which is weird. But I mean, why would Cam Bright care? Why would Jeremiah Martin really care uh, that much? I mean, they don't really have much connection to the university or the the program. And no late hits in. from uh, Becky London or anything, so. <laughs> no, I don't want to see. I, yeah, I don't. It was pretty funny. Ejected though, for targeting. <laughs> I had a friend there who never watches the Huskies, and he, like, the second he saw Asa Turner, he was like, that guy's, like, a, that guy's a freak. I'm like, he's fucking, no, he's not. He's soft. He, yeah. looks, he looks the part. Looks yeah. <laughs> he's like, really? I mean, that guy looks just, like, incredible. He's like, what, he's like 6'3", 205 or something, like, cut? He's like, yeah. He's long? Like, no. <laughs> just, none of, nothing during, is there. During the offseason, Joey can have his uh, Mount Rushmore of players that looked apart but aren't. <laughs> so. uh, Jordan Perryman. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, he's, physic- he's physically impressive. He just, uh, I think he's, I think he's just not, I, I don't think he's used to the speed and the physicality of FBS football. Somebody out there right now is yelling Jacob Sermon at their, uh, at their iPod <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you well, know, going uh, back to Delora, they, they said before the game on the, you know, on the pregame, factual pregame show, like, well, he, you know, he says he regrets, you know, planting the flag. And I, I'm like, you know, I thought he was like this punk ass, you know, piece of shit. But, you know, if I, if I would have, <laughs> if I would have been in his shoes, I'd have done the same thing with the flag. Right. You know, I, I probably would have done that, you know, stoked and, you know, the other team's quitting and you're out there celebrating with your fans or whatever. And if he really, if he really wants to take it back, I've lost any shred of like respect for him. Like, don't don't take it, don't take it back. Just own it. His own, coach own might have told him it. to do that. That was my thought, but yeah, well, just say like, hey, it was a heat of the moment thing. I'm celebrating, and I didn't mean to offend anybody, but you know, it was more about me celebrating with the fans. Like, say that. Don't say you know re- you regret it. Like you don't lay you don't lay in bed. It's a fake apology. You don't lay in bed regretting it. Shut up, Delora. And and that that uh, also makes me think of one thing. It's so coog, you know the the one guy like they hate they hate Delora. They 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 hate him. They uh, basically ran him off the team. 
um, you know, because he was, you know, bad, a shitty attitude from what, you know, from what I've heard is like he was such a bad attitude. I think leading into the bowl game, and then didn't he like basically like quit during the bowl game or something? They were playing. Like that. Yeah, I think he like took himself out. Yeah, yeah, he took they himself he out. Really that, yeah. but they hate him. He he wins a he wins an apple cup. <laughs> they hate him. Uh, Gardner Minshew forever loved. Never won an Apple Cup. Luke Falk, forever loved, never won an Apple Cup. <laughs> and then you've got you've got Alex Brink, who was like three and one in Apple Cups. <laughs> and they hated oh, well, him for yeah. the longest. They hated him for the longest time. <laughs> it's so it's so coog. It's like the weirdest. <laughs> the, it's the well, weirdest fan base. <laughs> as Wooly was hit. As Willie was hinting at a little bit ago, the Seahawks kick off in about six minutes. Uh, so, should we go ahead and uh, get to the questions here? Let's roll. What? Well, you don't have DVR. <laughs> well, that's a question for Willie. I mean, I I don't have any. Uh, I mean, do you want to hear my story about how I had a heart to heart with Alex Brink in my living room uh, about how he was like the greatest <laughs> Apple Cup Cougar Apple Cup quarterback of all time and. I felt like no one had ever told him anything nice in his whole entire career, and he really seemed to appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, uh, and is the that for real? Guy who just, this is for real because I mean, I can't remember. If, I think you. I can't remember if I mentioned or you know. I went to WSU. Uh, my bizarro life. Uh, we had parties. We had parties. Uh, so we had a party house, and then these football. The football. Uh, a group of football players uh, took it after us, so they would come to our parties and threw us parties to, like, get the house. And so we had a lot of there, and I was really drunk. And this was after, I think, this was after I think he'd either won two or three, and he had thrown, like, 13 touchdowns and zero picks against the Huskies. And I was like, man, you are, like, the best. Like, everyone, like, people aren't, like, that into you, but, like, you are the best Cougar Apple Cup quarterback, like, ever. Like, statistically, winning-wise, you, like, have to be. And he was just like, oh, thank you. Like, da 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 It was, like, so funny. Uh, well, you know, I was pretty drunk. when the Husky yeah. defense comes out of a timeout with half the defense thinking they're in zone and the other half thinking they're in man-to-man, <laughs> and the wide receiver's running 15 yards free down the uh, middle of the field wide open, kind of easy <laughs> to have racked up those kind of yards. Yeah. I will yeah, never I mean, forget that. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't care about Delora. He's forgettable. I don't think the Cougars care about him. I don't think anyone – I mean, they got to – a meaningless Apple Cup win, uh, and then lost to like Western Michigan or Central Michigan in the fucking Sun Bowl. So who cares? Right. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, <laughs> I would throw him in the category of like guys that, uh, you know, he's just another nightmare of a not very good quarterback who just is a little mobile, can kind of pass, who just will always kill the Huskies. So good for him. So long duck dong. And he got a question from a guy he was communicating with on Grinder. It says, "Who is worse, Cam Fab, Cam Bright, or Perryman?" Cam Fab. Uh, Cam the way Fab. Cam Bright ne- played yesterday, but I got to go with Cam Fab, Becky London. Yep. Yeah. Long Duck Dog, yeah. our biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> I think. 
I think Bright has a sack or two. Uh, he has an interception against Stanford. Uh, Perriman had a play where he came back and made a pretty good defensive play at some point yesterday. I can't remember when and where. I think he's broken up a passage or two. I, I have not seen I have not seen Cam Fab do anything. And I, I, I should have thought, I mean, again, going back into like a tangent, but I remember last year, remember he started the first two games. And you see this a lot in college football where maybe a guy looks decent in practice, and but then like one or two games in, in, in real action, it's very clear that he's, he just, He's not a player. He and that they did that with him last year. Where like after the Michigan game, they were like, "Okay, you never saw him again." And he was healthy, as far as I know. Just they were like, "This guy's not not a college football player." And no. I, I don't know if I don't know if they're either trying to give him more shots or they're just like they don't have anyone else. Uh, but he's just not a Pac-12 football player and. I also knew this against Michigan State when their quarterback rolled out and he tried to, like, run for a first down. And it looked like it was going to be, like, a gigantic hit. <laughs> Camp Fab came up and, like, shouldered him. And then everyone went crazy, but then didn't realize that the quarterback was still up. <laughs> it's like four guys had to come over. <laughs> I was like, I was like, going, like you know, it was like it was the play where, like, the fans back in the day would be woofing and the stadium would be woofing. But then, like, it was, like, stunning because they're like, oh, no, he, the quarterback's not down yet. And then, like, Luckily, there was, like, four guys there to, like, finish it off. But, like, uh, yeah, Peyton Pluer or whatever the fuck is Peyton Thorne basically just chucked him. <laughs> so, yeah. But then but yesterday, about, yeah. Cam, Cam Bright, though, like, ran into a stationary running back on the sideline and <laughs> fell to the ground. <laughs> so. <laughs> I would say he's at least made some positive plays. He, he had a good pick against Stanford. He's got a couple sacks, I think, kind of – Got a group sacks at least. I have yeah. not seen Cam Fab make a single play. Make a single play. No, have you seen him make a solo tackle? No, solo I don't think so. No. I don't think I, I've seen I would him knock down a pass. I'd jump out of my seat if he made a solo tackle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. as soon as you said that, I had this image in my head of you jumping up and then you're wearing a jersey, and then my imagination suddenly saw the words Becky London on the back. That'd make a great gift. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, hey, speaking of, speaking of T-shirts, you know, we can all wear the uh, the Hardcore Husky T-shirt of two years ago. We beat Arizona. I'll wear it this week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So let's see, Canadog, why are people complaining about a top 10 college football offense when the defense is in the bottom quarter? Yeah, that's a good question. I, we, it, it is we and it isn't. Be. Yeah. This, this, this obsession with uh, all the cute running uh, on fourth and one and third and one and stuff where it's kind of like DeBoer's going, fuck it, we should be able to get one yard. And... We, we've already discussed like it, so we don't need to go into it again. But I like being aggressive on fourth down. I like yeah, it. but when you're like one out of nine or whatever, I mean, it's like, come well, on, you know, you you got to be practical too. That's not who we are. Bad. Yeah, yesterday was bad because I feel like the two times it was really weird. I mean, I think it was an emotional, emotional decision. Like the two times. They should have probably kicked the field goal. They didn't, and then they didn't get the fourth yes. down. And then, and then the time you're yes. like, they should probably go because it's a long field goal. 
and it doesn't really do that much, they kick the fucking field goal, and you know they're going to miss it, and he hasn't missed all year. It was like, that was really weird, because I think the first one, they could have gone up 10 to nothing, and I think it was fourth and two, because to me, there's also a difference between fourth and inches and fourth and two, especially with their short yardage thing. And the other one, I think, was a long fourth and one. And both times, it was kind of like, uh, the first time it was kind of like, yeah, you, it's not a bad deal to take the points and go up two, two possessions, just because especially later in the game, that might matter too. Uh, and then I think the next one, I can't remember what it was, but it was either, maybe it was the same thing. They could have gone back up two possessions and instead they went for it on fourth and long one and didn't even get fucking close. Uh, either time. So, and then it was like, yeah, then it was like, I don't think a field goal did that much in like the scheme of things of like the score. And it was way longer than it was a pretty long field goal. And you're like, you know, he's going to fucking miss it. <laughs> he fucking missed it. 47 yards. Uh, actually, yeah. yeah. Actually, you, uh, you, when they, if anybody goes back and watches the game and the, they show the camera angle from behind the, the uprights, just pause it. And uh, just pause it and let me know what uh, what that angle reminds you of. Same kicker okay. four years ago. Same kicker. You're talking about four, four years ago. Yep. Oregon was that would have been the 2019 though, not 18, right? No, it was 18. Was 19 it 18? Was at home. It was 18. With Ethan, same that's angle, right. Okay. It was like it was basically the same. It was basically the same kick, and uh, you know my aforementioned buddy that I was watching the game with. Um, we both were like, "He's gonna miss this kick. It's not. Why, why are they kicking this? He's gonna miss this." You knew he'd miss it. Yeah. You knew he's yeah. gonna miss it. As soon as you saw the angle, you're like, "You're like, I don't think he's ever hit a field goal like this." But they continue to try to kick. You know the you know, left-footed kicker at, at this, you know, from this hash. And uh, I, it's just not a – Remember that Peterson choice. just I, started running down the clock so we could kick the field goal instead of trying to work to get closer? I it's. I mean, that's uh, – we could do it's, a, it's a week of, about that. <laughs> I mean, that still pisses me off, and it was uh, – the. It, it does. It does. It does. And yeah. I didn't even Sean really care McGrew about the was, team that year. <laughs> I was pissed off. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Well, let's see here. Um, what should I care about? Why don't we run a QB sneak on fourth and one? It's because we wouldn't get it. Next question. <laughs> hey. Uh, the biggest issue yesterday was Delores' ability to escape the pocket and pretty much have a wide-open lane or receiver. Does any quarterback left on the schedule have that close to the, that same ability, have close to that same ability, um, which is a yeah. good question. Nick's for sure. Um, Ward. I think the, uh, the Colorado quarterback, the new guy, has a little bit of mobility, <laughs> I saw. Uh, McCown, he'll probably run McCown for 120 kid. yards. <laughs> I mean, okay, so Josh Allen and Fat Mahomes are playing playing today, and they're going to have an illegitimate child, and it's going to be Bo Nix on November the 12th. Book it. Greatest, <laughs> greatest college football quarterback performance of all time coming. Austin Stadium, November 12th. 
The first quarterback in NCAA history to throw for 400 and run for 300. <laughs> yep. It's probably going to happen. And then you're going you're gonna to go back and look at and the like his Four, four his picks the next yeah. week. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll lose the Civil War. Yep. <laughs> right, yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a good time. I mean, I, I always joke about it's year 15 of Washington since Locker of having a, a quarterback that can't be mobile when every fucking program in college football is just all about mobile quarterbacks because it's so hard to defend, especially when the defenses aren't good. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't uh, – I, I think every single week they're going to be facing a guy practically. Some are better than others. Like, I don't think Cal or Oregon State are as mobile, but they're definitely not, you know, Tanner McKee. He just takes this. Le- yeah, you're, they're going to have to uh, – it's every week, though. The Pac-12 sucks. I, uh, not to get too much of an aside, but someone was talking about – I was talking about 2009 and that Stanford team uh, that kicked the shit out of the Huskies. And I'm like, I looked up that team. I'm like, oh, they went 8-5. and five. I'm like, that team would not only go undefeated in the Pac-12 this year, they would beat everyone by, like, 17. That's how much the conference is taking its shit. I'm like, fuck, like – that team only went eight and five with like with like Andrew Luck and like I think Gerhardt uh, and David Castro and a bunch of guys and you're like, well, that would easily be the best team in the Pac-12. They kicked the shit out of uh, uh, DTR and Zach Charbonnet. Uh, Nega, please, who has one of the better handle names I think on the boards? Um, <laughs> we kind of. We've kind of already talked about this, but uh, re-watch, he says rewatch the horrible short yardage plays and pot on that shit, please. And um, <laughs> we've kind of already talked about that. Oh, they, hey, they took out uh, – I didn't even notice when it actually happened, but I noticed later on that they took out Luciano and put in Melee. So that's uh, something to something to look at. Hmm. Why they're – yeah, they're, they they took out Luciano and put in melee. I didn't notice that. Okay. I don't know if it was a halftime thing or, you know, sometime in the third quarter, but, yeah. Uh, here's Hay again, um, and this isn't really a question but more of a comment, but I do have something to say to this. He says, I'm surprised there isn't a gif of Grub smirk in the booth yet. Grundle, you got to get on that, buddy. I don't care if it's smoking up in uh, Index or wherever you're at. Um, and he said, and this is Hay talking, like, buddy, you almost single-handedly lost that game yesterday because of your fourth down decisions. Should have scored over 60 on them. I usually don't agree with a lot of what Hay says, but I do agree with this. Um, Grub, Grub made some really uh, questionable, three, four questionable decisions yesterday. And then um, I don't know if he knew he was on TV or not, but the camera goes to him on a couple of occasions, and he's got a big shit-eating grin on his face, and he seems to know the camera's on him, and then he does this, like, whatever that is, devil the uh, Black Sabbath, yeah, devil horns or whatever. <laughs> like, rock and roll! Come on, man. You know, and it's like, Ronnie, it's like Ronnie what the James fuck is Dio. this? Huh? Ronnie, Ronnie James, James Dio, Dio, right. Man. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. L- and then, late, so it's like, all right, he's from Fresno, but what? I said the late, great Ronnie James Dio. Right, right. The late, great five foot two Ronnie Dio. 
Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, any other questions before we move, or uh, any other comments before we move on there? No. I think I think I think Hay is starting to become that, you know, that guy you you have to invite to the party, but you know he shows up to the party in a really shitty, sour mood. <sighs> you know. <laughs> He's that guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're like you're like, man, what's what's wrong with him? I don't know, but he's got equity built up. You know, he's <laughs> he's our he's our shitty sour friend. You know, and and sometimes he makes really good points. It's not like he's this idiot. You know, it's uh, but but when he when he doubles and triples down on his stupid stuff is when it's just you just roll your eyes and go, good God, man. Um, but part of it's shtick because, like, when he's on the, he, you know, he spends half his time on the duck board. So, um, but yeah, you know, I just, but, I just know. look at, I, I just look at things like, like the, the arguing back and forth with a, I don't know, with a keyboard. Just seems like a lot of empty, you know, yes. empty calories burned, or I don't know. It's like they could take that to it, PM and be just fine with it. So it, t- it takes. Takes too much energy. I, I I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody personally. Well, it's not <laughs> totally true. I've met I've met four or five of you in person. You know, and yeah, I don't know. Ever, not gonna, ever, not you, gonna you, judge based on an opinion on a on a on a fucking husky husky board that you know. It's just just for fun, I, I suppose. Well, I mean, at, at last year's get together uh, at the Pizza Coop, uh, you met LK, and it's like ever since he yeah. moved to Texas a few weeks ago, he's like come alive. He's posting all these uh, breast shots in the Sway's wigwam, and and he's uh, doing all these uh, football uh, kind of creative football posts on the main board and new yeah. life. LK was a good, uh, great guy, good fun guy. So I was laughing a second ago it's because uh, Bayford made a post about half an hour ago, and he, he said PM to race Bannon, and then you click it and it says zero sacks, and then race re- <laughs> race responded zero fourth down conversions. <laughs> <laughs> So, be careful fighting a land war in Asia. I think is the theme there. You so just, you just yeah, yeah, just don't mess with the goat. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you, you guys have anything else, or should we call it a wrap? I can wrap. All right, Joey. Wrap it up. All right. Well, uh, good talking with you guys as always, and we'll talk again next week. Hell yeah. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hu- hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself, 
and are ready for the next level level of cyber peyote. Peyote, come join Swain's wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Sway's wigwam, yeah. Sway's wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to read that one, but... <laughs>